maybe we should intro it with you trying to sing another jingle or just one of those weird meditation things that you just did. I need to remember the name of the podcast first. Oh my God. Henry, what job? <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay. Welcome to a brand new episode of Formation Chat with me, your co-host, Henry Jones, and the all-round superstar, Becca. Today we'll dive into a variety of topics, ranging from the deep and dark secrets of Max Verstappen's grooming ability, all the way down to the length of Lando Norris's toenails. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Are are we going to talk about those two things? No, I don't think so. They just came to me in a moment. I don't know enough about their their toenails. Well, this is obviously take two of recording the podcast because my internet was so dire earlier. I asked you earlier if your dad yet knew that you hadn't gone to the French Grand Prix. So you're going to have to repeat the same answer you gave. I've got to give, I've got to go with the same anecdote again. Yeah, you've got to to say it again. It's just, uh, it's going to lose all its originality and and, and genuine, genuine humour. No, because my reaction, I'll already know the answer. Yeah, because the first time I told you this, you were... You were howling with laughter. I mean, it was unbelievable. You know, it went on for ages and you wouldn't stop laughing. So I guess you won't laugh as much this time, but we'll see how mm. we go. Yeah. Wow. Um, mm. Well, I sent him, I sent him the podcast, uh, which in hindsight was a bit, a bit of a mistake, actually, because obviously I revealed that I hadn't uh, actually attended the Formula One. Uh, he, all he said in reply was, you talk a lot of bollocks. That was the only feedback we got on that episode, unfortunately, um, Becca. Yeah, and but, I agreed. And yeah. with his with his viewpoint earlier in our prior recording, because that was one of the only bits of what you just said I got. <laughs> my dire um, internet. <laughs> uh, he hasn't mentioned the the lack of the fact that I, I hadn't revealed I didn't go to the Formula One to him. I'm going to I'm going I'm at his house for Christmas this year, so it, I think it's going to be one of those. Um, Christmas Christmas dinner chats where he shows deep disappointment but I was as we discussed earlier it's his 60th birthday next year and what what a perfect father-son bonding opportunity to take him to the Formula One somewhere so there we go and and did you say you're going to take him to Austria he suggested I think Austria is good because of the way the track's laid out there's like a hill you can sit on and you get a good view of a couple of corners rather than just where I was in Marseille where I just got one corner uh, where nothing happened. So, yeah. So bad. <laughs> How, I asked you this earlier in the week, how's your press pass uh, lobbying going to get get yourself a nice Formula One press pass? Because that, <laughs> that, that should surely be the next step for this um, this growing and emerging podcast. Well, I would agree. It's not it's not going so fantastically so far in, in that I've had no offers, but... I'm really working on it by doing absolutely nothing about mm, it. Makes my plan, my plan is I'm going to ask a few people. Now that we get, this is going to be episode six. Mm. So after this, I'm going to start sending out some messages to ask people to come on the pod. And then hopefully they'll share the pod. Maybe I'll get loads of listeners and I'll be big enough for, to be finally invited into the paddock. And, and maybe mm. I'll finally meet Toto. Just have, you, have you worked out what you'd say to him? He's like, 
Hi. Uh, hang on, wait, let me think. Let me think of his accent um, without being offensive. Uh, Channel the inner Austrian in you. Uh, hi. <laughs> what <laughs> <the fuck laughs> <is> that? <laughs> hi, Becca. How is the podcast going? <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, that's what he's asked you. That's what he's asked that's you. Exactly. What's your response? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say it's gone really well because I've now met you in the flesh. Mm. That's that's what I'd say. <laughs> mm. Oh my god! Well, the, you know, the week that you're on the pod, I had more listeners than any other um, any other app. So you were very good at promoting it. I sent it to my mum, mm-hmm. uh, my sister, and my dad. So that's three. I sent it to my Formula One WhatsApp group. There's another four mm-hmm. people in there. Only two of them actually acknowledged it. Which, to be fair, Ooh. you sent. You send a Formula One podcast to a group of Formula One fans that you're in and you say, I'm on this podcast, but only two of them to say anything about it is 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 poor because I think the other the other two just didn't listen, so I need to I need to push them a bit harder. God. Mm. Well, I mean everybody everyone else must have listened. It got the most. I also started a TikTok last week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see this. Uh- it's it's basically just clips of the podcast i did take one video of myself and then i had to delete it because i couldn't stomach it i just was like i can't i can't and i can't take a video of myself formation chat is that what i'd search on tiktok yeah and and then it's literally just clip it clips of the podcast ah oh wow one of them's got four thousand three hundred nine views i was quite proud of that bloody hell why have i not seen as i'm following yeah, I was quite proud of that. Harvey in the in the sales team told me I had to get it, and I have had lots more listeners since I since I put it on TikTok. Wow, look at us reaching out to the to the younger ones. Yeah, that's that's the way to do it. I also um I had some minor surgery last week, and I think I managed to convince the surgeon to listen to the podcast. Well, wow, was this like kind of pre-surgery, <laughs> mid-surgery? When was this when was this selling happening? <laughs> It was during the entirety of the surgery. <laughs> oh my god! I, I was like, he like just started to inject the local anaesthetic, and then he was like, "Oh, so what do you do?" And I was like, "Here we go, it's my chance." <laughs> and I was like, "Right, uh, I work in HR. I'm, I actually, I make a podcast." And he was like, "All right, yeah, what's it on?" I was like, "It's on Formula One." And he was like, "Oh, you a Max Verstappen fan?" And I was like, "I can get in. He's a fan." Wow. So, yeah, I spent the rest of the operation <laughs> telling him about the podcast. And he said that if I ever make it big, he'll remember me as the, the girl whose armpit he operated on. Armpit surgery? Yeah, I had wow. a cyst. That's cool. That's cool. I've never yeah. had armpit surgery. I didn't think they went near there. But I guess they go everywhere, don't they? Well, they have to go everywhere. Yeah, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't very traumatic. So there we go. Got another listener. That's good. That is good. Yeah, maybe in, when next time I have to go to the doctors, uh, I can I can ask them. Could you? Because you've got to get listeners everywhere. This is what I've learned. A- anybody, anybody who's a potential listener, you got to you got to try. Well, I've said to you, we need to get this on Reddit. I posted it. I had no answers. Maybe I need to. I'm not very good at Reddit, but maybe I need to give the thumbs up. It was my first post on Reddit. I normally just lurk and am I the asshole? And I don't. I don't give any opinions. I just silently have them and just read read the threads i love it it's so juicy i am um, it's interesting that i'm finding out about all this advertising you're doing where i could kind of thumbs up now live on the show i'd have thought you'd be telling your co-hosts slightly in advance so they could upvote so what's going on there 
Hey, maybe this is why I need <laughs> this. Is, these are the tips I need to try and get more listeners. There's nothing on here about formation chat on the Formula One thread, so I actually don't believe you. There is a there is a podcast called the Formation Lab. Uh, here we go. Here I am. Yeah, my post new F one podcast. Oh, here I see. it is. New F one podcast. New F one podcast. Okay, I think I see you now. Looking see it. okay. Cool. Three yeah. years ago. Love that. <laughs> Two days ago. Oh, okay. No comments. No, no updates. Week. Bloody hell! This is this is pretty tragic. I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I can't see it. Mm. We'll have to solve this offline because I can't I can't find this anyway. We'll have to solve it offline. Oh well, do you know, there's not that much to talk about this week because not that much has been happening. There's not been a race. I don't know anything about Cota, and not not that much has been happening in terms of scandals. But we've had the cost cap. Yeah. Red Bull broke the rules. Love that. I was really excited. The FIA were like, Monday morning at 9am, we'll put out a statement. And I was like, yes, Verstappen's going to lose the championship. Horner's going to be crying. It's going to be perfect. <laughs> and then it was massively underwhelming. It was like minor breach. Oh, actually, wait, didn't it go? Didn't they say, we're going to reveal it on this date? And then on that date, they said, no, we're actually going to reveal it on this date. And yeah. then on the second date, they were like, minor breach and nothing happened. And then they might do some stuff later. Yeah. What an anticlimax. It was such an anticlimax. I was ready. I was ready to decipher it. I was ready for the goss. They also made us wait all day. I was really ready because they said they were going to release it in the morning. I was there on Twitter and it, it just didn't come out until about five or something. I was fuming. Or maybe it was a bit earlier than that. I've, I've noticed I've noticed this week the, re- the other teams are really ramping up PR on as, they, as you'd expect on punishments, which is... Good. Zach Brown today I wrote a letter. This. Yeah, very good. Asking for points reduction and, and talking about the, the, the massive impact it has. And also someone on Reddit was saying it's interesting that Horner and Red Bull have been so quiet about this over the last week, where normally they're so quick to come out and defend themselves, but there's not been much from them. So I'm getting excited again. There's, there's, something, there's something juicy <laughs> going to happen um, until my <laughs> dreams are crushed by the incompetence of the FIA. But yeah, that is exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. What do you think they're going to do? As much as I'd love Max Verstappen to lose his title from last season, I really don't think there's going to be any point deductions. But I think, and and also the financial like fines. I don't know. I mean, one of the things that I thought was interesting is some people are saying, "Well, it's the first time this has happened, and uh, you know, we've got to give a bit of leeway." Why this is why they had that five percent, but actually, apparently they. And this is, this is. I haven't checked this, so I apologise if it's wrong. But apparently, they did like a dress rehearsal of this a few seasons ago, to kind of like toy the, the cost cap with the teams and get them to kind of like report and just see, get used to doing it before they kind of made it a strict requirement, like a few seasons ago. Oh, really? So it's not like you know. And, and then also, all the drivers are coming out and equating the amount of money over to like genuine parts that make genuine difference to time. But in terms of what they do, I've got no idea. They're so um so useless and inconsistent in their rulings at the moment that it's it's very very hard to 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 predict i think bernie uh bernie came out this week and and suggested points i think which is yeah he did yeah he did i don't know exactly what he said um, but he predict yeah even today predicts harsh red bull punishment Uh, but again you don't know this is just like pressure coming from you know people people like people in the Mm. f1 sphere on the fia what do you think, Becca? Um, 
I don't think they'll do very much because, as you said, they're shit um, and they've not exactly shown their competence all season nor last season. So I don't think they'll do much. I Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they just gave them a fine, which would be insane because they've got loads of cash and all the other teams. I mean, Toto has apparently explicitly said if they get away with a fine, he's going to overspend because he's like, I don't care. <laughs> got the money. So... I reckon they'll get a fine and maybe they will reduce the time in the wind tunnel for next year. That is my guess. But I think that's the right thing to do. Interesting. Um, I think they should reduce their cost cap in the future. Yeah. Loads. Interesting. Okay. So so that would impact their potentially their 2023 car. Toto Wolf actually said today as well that he doesn't think, he still doesn't think Mercedes are going to be winning at the start of next season either. But maybe mm. a lack of a, redu- a reduction in money for Red Bull will, will impact their ability to improve their car over the next season. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Red Bull car is so good this year. Even if they did nothing to it for next year, and Mercedes sent, spent a shit ton, it's probably not going to be. There. <laughs> it's probably not going to be there still. Um, have you seen the rumors about why why Red Bull apparently went over the cost cap? Have you seen is that it, it's rumours of catering? catering? Catering and then wasn't it Adrian Newey as well? I saw the catering thing and mm. then it changed to Adrian Newey being hired as like a contract rather than permanent member of staff. Is that right? Yeah. Apparently he's on like 10, this is all hearsay. Apparently he's on about 10 mil and they've, yeah, they've hired him as a contractor so they can get around him being being one of the, one of the costs. But it's a bit confusing because the top three execs are oh yeah well i guess it just goes to a lower yeah the top three execs are exempt from the cost cap the catering the catering memes have absolutely slayed me they have been so funny that actually is that's that's a good segue into social media right some of my favorite things i took some screenshots because they made me laugh so much one of them was a cnn uh, world's best restaurants for 2022 revealed and number one was Red Bull Racing Hospitality. <laughs> and, then, and then one of the other ones was a Red Bull menu. Some of the things on there are so, so funny. It says Max for scrambled eggs, Helmet macaroons, <laughs> Perez Zucchini, Max for stab pastries, um, Max for stabanara. It just, it's so good. It's so good. They absolutely grease me. What What have your faves been? I have completely missed the catering memes. I'm not, I, I need to see them. You've really missed out. They're so good. So number one came out after the most recent. Uh, Japan F1 Grand Prix. It was Lewis mm. and George bowling together. Did you see this? Oh my god, I love this one. Like, yeah. It was cute. It was like home home movie style. You know, like it'll be in some documentary in ten years time about Lewis Hamilton, and they were getting on. And then, even better, little Nick DeVries <laughs> just sat like like always like he was sat on someone's nap munching on some pizza, just smiling. He's not bowling. He's just there to watch. And it kind of I just love it because it kind of goes along with the theme of he's just he's just like. <laughs> Toto's son that's just hanging around um and that was that was cute <laughs> oh my god I didn't see him there yeah he was he was just there eating some pizza smiling at the camera he wasn't bowling oh. he, wasn't, he wasn't allowed to bowl so that was that was one of them and also like Lewis Lewis had such a cool bowling style you know Lewis has got this whole like spin technique 
He's uh, he's got swag. He's got this cool clothing. Although he did he, he did have a shirt on that said his name on, which oh that was a bit weird. I think that's self promoting. Well, yeah, I think I think he's been doing something with some fashion trendy in in Japan, maybe. But yeah, that was a bit weird. But apart from that, Lewis came across very well as you'd expect. Did you see? Did you see the video of Lewis ringing, FaceTiming Toto whilst they were bowling? No. So there's yeah, there's a video. Lewis. So George is wearing his old his own bowling shoes, <laughs> and Lewis FaceTimes Toto to tell him and show him the shoes. That's if that's real. That's good. As in, like it was a genuine call from Hamilton, not just for camera. That that's just sign of such a cohesive. Mercedes really isn't it like that, that's gen- genuinely nice I mean Lewis what Lewis has said he'll he'll be there for the rest of his career 100% and I think that's yeah. credit to the relationship he has with with Toto and um, the rest of the team oh that's good I like that yeah that's cute all right hit me with your other one what's your second uh it's bloody Lando Norris DJing in a club in Monaco with Max Verstappen on his shoulder being his hype man I mean what the hell <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't make that up uh oh my god like Lando looks cool as well. He's got like a like a chain, white tee. He's got he's got a little his mix sounds pretty good. You do love a chain. As someone who who's someone who dabbles in DJing myself, I can say smooth mix, <laughs> Mr. Norris. And then like imagine being in a club <laughs> and Lando Norris is DJing with Max Verstappen, like hyping him up behind in Monaco. Insane. So yeah, that was another good one. Yeah, that was good. And then I think it was like a celebration of Max's title. Uh, I think it happened this weekend in the club in Monaco. So that was good. That's good. And him and Lando are good pals, aren't they? So maybe he asked him to DJ for him. Maybe. They're like, are they like Twitch? They like both stream and both play e-racing, don't they? I yeah, think. yeah, I think so. Gaming pals. Gaming pals. Yeah. Gaming pals. Okay. Are you ready for the road question of the week? I've not told you this one in advance, so um, it's going to be your raw thoughts this time. Okay gosh all right so i thought this was a banger this question has come in from massey and the question is which driver would help you survive the longest on a desert island and why there is a lot to consider yeah this is good actually i mean yeah to some extent it's about how well you get on with them yeah i agree yeah they've got to be entertaining enough so that you're not gonna you're going to be able to spend many, many hours with them and not want to rip your ears off. Yeah, and I mean, most most Formula One drivers are very, very selfish. In fact, you could argue that because every single F1 driver is selfish, then you could flip the question or the kind of flip it around and say, which one would prov- prove or provide the most meat? Because inevitably on, on, a, on a desert island, you're going to have to eat some lots of food to survive. Uh, so maybe like um, wow, like a juicy Fernando Alonso <laughs> could keep going. For a of weeks. Uh, so you you're you're making your pick based on how meaty they are and how long that would therefore help you survive. What a different angle to what I was thinking. Tell me more. Well, I think like if you take a George Russell, very very lean meat, it's going to be quite tough. Mm. But for <laughs> Fernando, that he's He's aged well, I'd say. Um, <laughs> He's like a, a steak that's been drying for a long yeah. time. Is that what they do? I don't eat beef. <laughs> um, no, like a good cut of meat <laughs> has 
nice thin strands of fat kind of like spread through it like you can kind of see like and i think if you were to take like a section of maybe fernando alonso's thigh it would be like that kind of nice <laughs> nice um i think it's called i think it's called i think it's called marbled marbled i think he'd he'd be well marbled meat yeah the only problem you'd have is because fernando alonso he's quite big you'd need to kind of think about refrigeration which I don't know how you do on a on a desert island. I think I've I think I've taken the question into a bit of a weird weird area. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so okay, if I was to eat one of them, then it would be Fernando Alonso. If that was a question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> however, which it wasn't, but I like that. That's where your head went. <laughs> however, if if it's kind of like, hey man, you do the fire and I'll do the shelter kind of vibe, and we're 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 team. I think I think it's got to be some with a few years in them because they would be a bit more mature. Yeah. Like I think I think Yuki would just go insane within the first week. I think he just he'd just be intolerable, insufferable and he would just be running around flailing his arms, you know, n- n- not being useful and not having a, a a head of calm. I've already said I'll eat I've already said I'll eat Fernando so it can't be him. It can't be him. He's not going to come on a desert island with you now that you've said that. I think he might fancy his chances. Of what? Well, like so, so killing you instead. Yeah, and he, you, you won't know, you're yeah. not eating me. I'm eating you. I think. Yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. see that. And I think, to be honest, Henry, no disrespect. I think he'd win. Uh, I think I've got about ten kgs on, and I've got a longer reach. So <laughs> I think he's stronger than you as an as a professional athlete. Uh, I've thought about this a lot, and his neck and core will be stronger than me. Mm. but no other parts of his body will be stronger than me i've, I've i think I've, i think i've decided that christ that's confident of you <laughs> i think it would be sebastian vettel okay he like as much as i love hamilton i don't think hamilton knows what the real world is like mm. i think sebastian vettel when he's at home in germany sometimes walks the dog and uh maybe sees maybe like a beaver by a lake struggling with like its nest or something and he's able to go there and like help like maybe move maybe move the log in the right place and like get his hands a bit dirty whereas i think if if lewis sees that that beaver or the otter he's like hey man taking selfies um but not actually helping so it would be sebastian vettel I, i i agree with you on lewis he wouldn't be my pick i think he yeah, I'm just, I just don't know how he'd do on a desert island. He's been living a, well, I was going to say he's been living a life of luxury for a while, but probably so is Vettel. But I think you're right. I couldn't really see him like popping down to Tesco for a meal deal. Whereas I could see Vettel doing that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Vettel helps the beaver. Hamilton takes a photo of the beaver. Stuck I think by he the... might help the beaver. Hmm. Photo first, help second. <laughs> That's what he does. Yeah. Uh, so I've had a long time to reflect on this. Obviously, I got this question a week ago. So I've been thinking about it for a while, and I think Max would eat me quite quickly. Max would eat you quite quickly. Yeah, 
I think Max, if, if the question was who would survive longest on a desert island, I think it would be Max because he's very committed and he's ruthless. He does what it takes to win. And I think he'd have absolutely no problem eating me very, very quickly. And he definitely is stronger than me. So I think Max would eat me very quickly. So he's out. Checo used to being in the sun. So that was a, a tick against his name, but I couldn't think of too much else. Um, I landed on George. George Russell. So I think he's tall. That's so he can. I'm I'm of average height, so he can reach things. That would be handy <laughs> in trees. Could maybe climb a tree. You never know what might be up there. So I think that is that is handy. I feel like he is quite steady. He's just a bit of a steady Eddie. He doesn't really have too many emotional outbursts. He's quite together. He's quite level-headed. I'm not particularly level-headed, so I feel like he'd keep me calm. And he's a nice guy. Like, he thinks of others. At Silverstone, he jumped out of his car. He went to see if Joe was okay. That's that's a good point. Very good point. So I think he'd be, he wouldn't just be thinking of himself. I think he'd be thinking, he wouldn't be like thinking, I'm going to find myself dinner. He'd be thinking, I'm going to find Becca dinner as well. So I think he'd be a good bet. I I think though, with George Russell, I don't think he's had mud on his hands since he was eight years old. Well, he grew up in Norfolk and there's not much happening there. Yeah, but I think he decided he didn't like mud when he was eight. And then just, just, just not, I think so. Like the, the way he walks, he's not mm. someone who's like, you know, you know, playing with sticks and stuff. Well, I guess, I guess it's more than playing with sticks. But you know what I mean. If he's doing that at twenty-four, old he is, I'd have some concerns. I see. I see what you mean. He's quite clean, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, quite. He's walking a dog, right? He's walking a dog. He's in Richmond Park, wherever the hell he lives. Is he Monaco man? don't know okay he's walking his dog in some posh surrey park and the dog is a bit wet and the dog comes back and it's got it's got the ball in its mouth and it drops it and i reckon george like doesn't just grab it and throw it he like pulls a, a, a handkerchief out of his pocket and picks <laughs> picks the ball up very carefully and then he's like quite bad at throwing as well that's that's why i'd be worried about him on the island because he's a bit like that all right I can, I can, I can see it. He's a, I feel like he's quite crisp. He's quite, um, I mean, he has his own bowling shoes. I feel like what he would, we... oh, don't be mean. Don't be mean. <laughs> you're so brutal. <laughs> All right. Well, so you're basically, it's, it's going to be Vettel or it's going to be Alonso for you. So you can eat him. Um, even though I think he'd eat you. And I'm, I'm going to take George and I'm, I, I think me and George are going to get off the island. And I think, you and Vettel. Yeah, I think you'll have a lovely time, but I, I, I think you're going to be stuck there. Fair enough. And just on this bowling shoe thing, mm. does George Russell carry bowling shoes with him to every single Formula One race he goes to? Just in case. Just in case. Is that the kind of guy he is? I I wondered this. That was actually one of my first thoughts when I saw the video. I was like, did, how? Why? At what point did it? Was it planned in advance? Do you think they like had Mercedes team social like put in their GCAL like you know, and they decided far in advance we packed them, or do you think he just takes them on the off chance? I, I would love to know the answer to that. I'm I'm trying to find out. I imagine it's probably some big team social, isn't it? But 
yeah, I think if it was, if it was, if it was like Lewis finishes the race and Toto's like, hey, Lewis. Oh, no, Toto wasn't there. You know, Hamilton's like, hey, guys, should we go bleed some bowling? And then Andrew's like, yeah, I want to go. And then George's like, yeah, I got my own shoes in my bag. And then Lewis is like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You've got bowling shoes with you. (laughs) Yeah, I always carry my bowling shoes. Yeah, if it's like that, it's insane. And like Lewis is is probably, Lewis is probably thinking, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Uh, But it's probably not. It's probably not, isn't it? It's probably like, mom, mom, we've got. We've got a bowling social after Japan. Where's my bowling shoes? Oh, Georgie, just under the stairs. I think it's probably more like that, isn't it? <laughs> it's Maybe. Like. Do, you, do you think he still lives with his mum? I think it's highly likely he spends a lot of time at his parents' house. I think so too. I think he'd have. I think he'd be close to his mum. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong being close to your mum. Yeah. No, there isn't. Sorry, just somebody else I forgot that I had as a strong contender was Bottas. Yeah. Because got a lot of time for Finland. That is really rural. Oh, yeah. And Bottas is very outdoorsy. He loves the cycle. Yeah. And I think he'd be pretty I think he'd be pretty good on an island. I think the only downfall would be he's used to cold weather and this island isn't cold. That is spot on. He won a he won a cyclocross, which is an off-roading bike competition this week. Did he? Oh yeah. Bottas. Yeah, okay. I think I think it would be Bottas. Yeah. It'd be good, wouldn't he? Yeah, he would. And do you know what? I think Bottas is the kind of guy, based on his season with Hamilton, is if you were to say, hey, listen, Valtteri, like, we're not surviving here, but I think I need to eat you. He'd be like, do you know what? That's okay. And then he'd just kind of like <laughs> lie there and just let you go. <laughs> he's used to, he's used to come, come in second. Yeah, I think he'd be okay with it. Well, not okay with it, yeah. but he'd, like, he'd understand. Yeah. He would understand, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's used to putting Lewis first. Yeah. Well, we've got some strong options there. Yeah. Which um, I'm just going to put the light on. I feel I, I'm in this sat in this really dark room now. Gosh, I'm missing a lovely sunset for this podcast. Wow. Oh yeah. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Mm. Needs must. You've mm. got to prioritise. Yeah. Which team principal do you think? That wasn't the question. I've, I've, I've just thought of that. Oh, who's that crazy guy that runs Hass? Oh, Gunther. I think him as well. <laughs> Thing is, like, we'd be like, right, Gunther. We're not going to have a good time, but he just make you laugh. He'd be so, he's so funny. Yeah. Probably going to, I mean, like, Toto's jacked, so he'd be good at, like, moving logs and stuff. And he's uh, so tall. Yeah, but, but Gunther, just, just for the lulls in the last few days that we had together. We'd go out laughing yeah. with Gunther, yeah. Yeah, and he climbs a mountain and drives to survive, so he's probably resourceful. Yeah. Probably has large Netflix crew with him there that put up a yurt for him every night, but I'd go for him as well. All right. The other question we had was has anybody ever streaked on the track? This is from Tori, who who asked the last question, not the last question today, the last question last week. Um, you were telling me about a priest. Was it a priest who ran on the track at Silverstone? Yeah, there has. So there has also been a streaker, I think. Uh, so I think there has. In Of course it was in Britain, because yeah. only in Britain would we be tacky enough to do that. So, So there was the priest, and actually the priest... So I think the streaker just some some naked bloke ran onto the track when they were still kind of setting the cars up on the track, and he got and he got taken out. I don't think any of the drivers saw, but the priest, who's got like loads of uh, interesting names, the Grand Pre Priest, the Dancing Priest. He was, uh, I think, he was Roman Catholic priest, and he ran on both the 2003 British Grand Prix and in the Olympics during the men's marathon. 
to promote oh this my God, belief. Oh, he did it in the marathon as well. He did, yeah. He basically had this belief that the the end times were near. Um, he's also like a pretty nasty character. I think Is he's he? had some quite dodgy accusations made against him. Although I don't know if he's just massively understood, so I don't know. But he he was he was still about in. I think he was in. He was spotted. He was in 2014 on the London, London Olympics. He was dancing oh on Oxford God. Street. So he, yeah, this guy's like not just a one-off. You know, Formula One. Um, uh, not a streaker, but Formula One uh, race invader. But anyway, if anyone hasn't seen it, watch the video of the Irish priest running during the Grand Prix because it's absolutely terrifying. He's running down one of the main straights. He might even be on the racing line and drivers are having to kind of like, you know, they're going hundreds of miles an hour, having to go and avoid him. Very, very scary. That is mad. Yeah, it's absolutely mad. I was watching it live. and Really? It, and, and I was like, oh my God, this guy's going to die. He's going to get run over. Yeah, it was during Silverstone. He was wearing an orange skirt and he had a big banner in his hand that said something uh, said something about the Bible, like read the Bible. The Bible knows or the Bible's always right. And it was happening on the Hangar Strait, I think, which is the 200 mile an hour straight in Silverstone. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then he was arrested and he was in prison. I think he got two months in prison for it. Did he? Yeah. Wow. I mean... He probably should, yeah, because he could have killed all of them and himself. Yeah, he, he it was very, very scary. He's got a very interesting life. He he was he, he done did the set, he kind of invaded the marathon. He tried to do it during the World Cup in two thousand six. He was dismissed as a priest in two thousand five. I think he was on Britain's Got Talent in two thousand nine doing an Irish jig. So yeah, he's had a he's had a roller coaster life. What a fascinating also terrible person terrifying yeah he in 2017 he was spotted outside rolf harris's trial showing support so yeah a bit of a bad guy as well yeah yeah he's not cancelled red card yeah yeah red card red 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 flag come on remember remember the sport we're talking about red flag that's it that's it um, I've just spotted the lovely sunset in your background. It's beautiful. I know. Honestly, I'm just looking over my shoulder every now and then. The things we do for the for the for the fans of Formation Chat. I'm very grateful. So the rest of the season, I'm gonna. I I, I want to hear your predictions. Are Mercedes going to get the win? Is Lewis going to get a win? Or George? Maybe. I I think, I think, uh, Mercedes have said they're bringing one more update, which is an aero update, over the rest okay. of the season. It's unlikely that that one aero update makes up the pace deficit that they have to to Red Bull. So, unless a freakish set of events happen, I think it's quite unlikely now that Mercedes get any wins. I would love them to. Uh, so I know I don't think Mercedes are going to win, and it's just going to be the interesting remain remnants of the of the season will be Leclerc and Perez battling out for second place, and yeah. then. Fourth place in the constructors potentially could be quite interesting. Yeah, and can I, I'm personally interested to see if Danny Ricardo can do anything interesting in that car the rest of the season. I think it's probably unlikely. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't think Mercedes will get any wins. What about you? I don't think so either. I predicted a Lewis win for the next race. I feel like I'm lying to myself so much because I really just don't think it's going to happen unless exactly as you said it's like Red Bull make a huge blunder or Max 
sticks it in the wall, he's not going to stick it in the wall. So I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like maybe I just need to change my prediction. Maybe, yeah, I think Max is going to win. I was going to say Max is going to win every other race, but I could see Checo winning one more. I also could see Red Bull doing that as a bit of a tactical move to keep Checo happy. I I can't see Verstappen ever, even in his position that he's won, ever accepting that. No, he wouldn't, would he? Because no. he wants to break the record for the most races in the season, which is currently Vettel and is it Vettel and Schumacher, Vettel and someone for thir- thirteen, and he's got and Max has got twelve currently, so he's probably going to smash that record. Yeah, I don't think he'd ever um, not not want to win, which is what you want from your 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 F one drivers. Yeah, it's their job. <sighs> yeah, and then. Leclerc, I don't know. I don't think I. I just Ferrari just seemed like a solid second place team. So yeah, I don't think. Well, I think. I think my interest, my interest will be focused on Alpine versus McLaren. Yeah, same. I'm interested to see how Alonso drives in his final few races at Alpine as well. What was interesting is after like the whole Alonso kind of you could say mugging mugging off. Alpine and kind of just like mm. leaving them, leaving them hang to dry. In that very, very boring wet race, you could see him in the in the in the garage with the team, and he just seemed so at home and really genuinely getting on with the people around him, which is quite nice. I guess like the engineers are so far from management of the team, but there was no hostility there. So I feel like I love watching Alonso race, and I, I, I'm kind of intrigued to see how he gets on with his last last few races at Alpine before he goes 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 off. He's yeah, he's 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 thirteen points behind Ocon. Yeah, I I think Ocon's gonna pip him to the post. I think you're right, but I don't I haven't been following those two enough to know whether Ocon is in front of him on merit or uh is 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 you know, it's just been a blunders by the team or situations kind of similar to the Hamilton Russell um Quite a bit of it has been luck. Like Alonso's had some rough, some rough luck, but I don't think Ocon's also had some bad luck because of the reliability. So I think he's also done a cracking job. You know, I think Ocon's fab. So I'm here supporting him. Yeah, and then what else is going on? Uh, Danny Rick is he? I mean, he he said last last week was it that he's don't he or the week before he said he doesn't think he's going to be on the grid in in 2023. Is he going to be in twenty twenty four? That's what he. That's what he's. He said he's aiming for, but it seems like quite a. A lot has to happen. Yeah. For for that for him to get a seat in twenty twenty four. What what there was a really interesting interview with Dan Ricardo this week where he's talking about how much he's struggling with that McLaren, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, really. He's quite. He kind of alludes to the fact that Norris has only ever raced in in a McLaren and that from Ricardo's perspective, it's a very, very tough corner to drive to the point where Ricardo is watching Norris's onboards and he's just looking at it like, wow, I just can't do that. I can't get the car to turn at that point. And he's questioning whether it's because Norris knows the McLaren so well or just because he's just not good enough. Aww. Yeah. Sorry, Danny Rick. I, I, I don't know. I mean, don't, don't race for a season after having a terrible season. Why would any team get you back? I just can't see it. I know. Yeah. I think you're right. I feel like I feel like he should have taken a bad seat next year, like a Williams seat or something, and that would have given him a chance to prove that it was just 
bad luck with McLaren, maybe. Maybe I mean, I'm not sure it was because, as we said, Lando could do it. But I feel like that would have been better for him getting into a top team again. I just don't think anyone's going to take him in 2024 which I'm really sad about I'm also really sad about um he it was like his dream to race in Vegas and he was so excited when they announced the Vegas Grand Prix because obviously he had a contract and now he's he's gonna be he's not gonna be there no I wonder if he like sells himself out to be a pundit and we get him on Sky Sky News at the races next year or something like that I really me and Dom talks about this I really want him to be a pundit I've got a would you rather for you that I'm going to end on, but that is related to a new job. But before we go, uh, what's your prediction for Austin? Verstappen, first mm. place. So boring. Verstappen, then Leclerc, <laughs> then one of the Rebels or Ferraris. I don't think Mercedes are top three. There you go. Yeah. What about you? Come on, you got, you got to give me a name. Okay, what we're saying, we're saying Verstappen, Leclerc, and then Carlos Sainz. <laughs> Is that your impression of him? Have you seen? Have you seen the video of that guy doing the impressions of all the drivers? I literally, I he is so funny. It's one of my favourite things to watch. Now that I've got TikTok, now that I'm down with the yeah. kids, I he came up on my TikTok today, and I just rewatched all of them. Well, you'll know that that's that's where it's from because he says Carlos Sainz. That's how he, that's how he says it. One of the he posted a video on his on his TikTok of the drivers watching. It was the Ferrari and the Red Bull drivers watching him do impressions of them, and they were absolutely creased. Love that, love that. Yeah, this guy Connor Moore, he's absolutely fucking brilliant. I love his videos. Uh, who's going to win? Uh, I don't know because I said my prediction last week, but I can't remember what I said. What I I definitely said a Hamilton win, but. Uh, now what would my prediction be? I think I would go Max win, Checo second, Charles third. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, we've gone, we've gone, we've gone quite, we've gone quite similar. Quite similar. Similar vibes. Okay. Are you ready for your would you rather to end the podcast on? Yes. Okay. Would you rather... Do a shoey from every single one of the driver's shoes after every race. So two shoes, tw- that's 40 shoeys. 40 shoeys. What's what's in there, water or beer? Water. Okay. I think that'd good. be worse because I think beer would mask the taste. Whereas... Also, 40, 40 like shoes of beer in a short period of time, that's that's tough. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be on the floor. You'd be dead. Alonso yeah. would be coming to eat you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so 40 shoeys every race. So that, what, you're doing that 23 times a year next year. Um, is it 23, 24? 24, isn't it? There we go. So that next year or for the first six weeks of your new job, you have to go into the office in a full fire suit. You can pick the team. <laughs> But you, you, and you can't, obviously there's no reference to the fact it's, would you rather, you just, you go in, you're like, yeah, this is my fashion. I live in Berlin now. Um, I'm edgy. This is what I wear. <laughs> is this, is there any branding on this, on this fire suit? Yeah, you can pick the team. Okay. I'm going in in like Formula One, yeah. um, but not the helmet. No, you don't have to wear the helmet. That's good. Okay. But you do have to wear the, the gloves. <laughs> wow 
Yeah. And on the shoeys, am I like, am I traveling around on the circuits? You don't get that perk. They they post them to you. They post me shoes full of beer every every week or every other week. No, they just post you the empty shoes and then you, you just put water in them. No beer, remember? God. Thing is, if any of them are pissing in the race, I reckon it's going down their leg into their shoes as well. So there's a, there's a piss element to be considered here as well. That's a really good point. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. yeah so I'm, I'm, you can't I'm, wash them. No, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking. I'm probably drinking uh, Lando Norris's piss because he definitely yeah. does it in his suit. Yeah. Um, he strikes me as the type. Yeah. Shoe pisser. Do you know what? I think my desire and nervousness about my new job, my desire to be liked and my nervousness about failing due to a strong imposter syndrome means that I would do the shoeys. Wow. Yeah. I've already got a mental hurdle to climb starting a new job in another country. So turning up to a in a fire suit every day is just one mountain I can't climb of the many I have to. So I'm drinking... I'm drinking water from shoes for uh, essentially half a year. There we go. Yeah. I I think that's a wise decision. I would do the same thing. I could never, ever, I embarrass very easily and I I could never take the shame of coming in in a vice suit. It would be easier in Berlin because it's edgy. I don't, I, I think you're, I think you're, you're, you've got a very weird grasp on what edgy means if you think rocking up in a full, Formula One jumpsuit gloves. <laughs> would it be any way edgy? You know, they, they, they dress differently. You know, the kinds of no, things they have no, to no. wear to there's, get into the gloves. There's weird clothes and then there's wearing a full Formula One jumpsuit and gloves every day for six weeks. I didn't say it was normal, but I just feel like you'd have less of a shocked reaction. If you came into work wearing that now, if, if I came in on Wednesday and you were wearing the Hass fire suit I think you would get sent home and I think I'd be the one to send you home if you did it in Berlin I think I'd play I'd play the diversity inclusion card and say I'd enterprise as a Formula One driver <laughs> there you go what are you can do with that I'd say what? I'm HR and you should go home <laughs> what training do they give you about people that identify as Formula One drivers yeah. <laughs> oh well what a lovely end yeah 56 minutes of us talking total bollocks yeah i am um, i do feel a bit weird about fernando alonso's marbled thighs but unfortunately <laughs> i think you have to take this into into account if you're stranded on an island and i'm not kind of out mm, well so. fernando doesn't listen so it's fine well just give me time imagine if it went viral and i didn't get my new job because people thought i was a genuine cannibal <laughs> Well, when you introduced the podcast, you unfortunately gave your surname. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> Do you know what? I thought I did, and then I didn't give yours. Did no, I? No, thank you for that. Oh, God's <laughs> sake. It's um, all right, though. I've like yeah. put it on my LinkedIn. I put a post. I've got I the most it. likes I've ever got of my LinkedIn post when I put on saying I was doing this podcast. So I'm I'm out there. Yeah, you're you're fucked. You're the one eating Fernando Alonso. So luckily we're good enough friends that you'll take my second name out in the edit. I really appreciate that in advance. Mm. Thank you, Becca. We'll have to see, won't we? Yeah. <laughs> okay, are you gonna end on another creepy meditation oh God. jingle? Oh, voice I did now. Um okay, here we go. <clears throat> I could do my oh wait, here we go. Thank you for listening to Formation Chat with your hosts, Becca, Thompson, and me. 
Henry Jacobs. Ta-ta for now and see you next week after the Circuit to America's Grand Prix. Goodbye. There you go. <laughs> What's well, not your surname, is it? It is. Henry Jones. <laughs> if you've got this far, then well done, because we've talked a lot of trash. We are very excited for Kota this weekend. I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please remember to subscribe so you get notified when the next pod is available. We'll be back next week debriefing the race, answering some more road questions so you know what to do. Send us a message on Instagram at Formation Chat or drop us an email, formationchatf one at gmail.com. Excited to hear the rogue things that you have to ask us. Bye. Bye.